thanks for joining me. I am Bob Fibbs, the retail doctor based in the United States, and you are listening to Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where each week I will share with you some of the movers and shakers about people who are making brick-and-mortar retail alive and essential to our shopping life. So let's get to our first guest. We're starting season two with my visit to the National Retail Federation's big show in New York City a little bit ago. I got to talk with Mark Bunny about one of my pet peeves when I go out to eat, and that is waiting for the check. He has some solutions. Next, I'm talking to Joel Reed with I Am Robots, trying to find out what is it about all these robots everyone wants to put in stores. The answer might surprise you. And finally, I talk data with my story co-founder Eden Sergey and the app that they have developed to combine offline and online shopping to visually merchandise and sell more product. Let's listen. Hey, it's Bob Phipps here at the NRF 2019. I am thrilled to be talking today with Mark Bunny with Ingenico. So uh, they are a payment solutions company, and you might have heard of them because they've been around for like 40 years. Um, what you might know, might not know, is they are like the engine that drives an awful lot of brick-and-mortar retailers, right? So, I mean, I know Apple or Best Buy or some of those guys, but they're using their product for payments. So we're having this conversation about hospitality and retail, and, and they're in the restaurant business for all, right? So here's my pet peeve. We're here. We're having dinner. It's We've dropped 200 bucks, uh, maybe 300 bucks with uh, with drinks, I don't know, and dessert. And so we're ready for this. We're ready for dessert. We're re- I mean, excuse me. We're ready. Table has full of stuff. We're ready. We're like ready. What are we doing? We're waiting for the check because uh, we didn't put enough staff on. Or Vivian doesn't really like waiting on two guys. They're business guys. They won't tip. Or uh, fill in the blank. But meanwhile, our temperature is going up. So what's happening is our likelihood to tip the server are going really far down, at least for me. I don't know about you. Meanwhile, we are also taking up a whole table, right, that you could have turned pretty quickly, as well as now you don't know really how to schedule. Did we, was it, you know, people are taking longer at tables. You're just assuming people are enjoying their dinner more at restaurants. But what the hidden part is, no, that's not really it, but they're not coming back to you. So tell me, so Mark was telling me, how do you, so how do you solve that? You guys have a new um, solution about that. Yeah, so, so we have a pay-to-table solution that we've been implementing. We're going to talk up a little oh. bit for the folks. Talk to them, not me. Oh, okay. So, right. so we have a new pay-to-table solution that we've been using around the world that we're actually implementing in the U.S. And in fact, one of our customers, Briar Group, implemented this, and they, they were actually able to turn table uh, turn the tables save nine minutes. Hold on a second. Nine minutes per table. So I know most of you in retail follow me, you're like, well, big deal, nine minutes in my store, what's the big deal? Well, Is actually, that a big deal? Actually, it actually increases the revenue 15% oh, wait. per location. So do you understand what 15% increase per location? That's like huge. I mean, retail last year was growing, and we got a 5% increase in sales. You're saying 15%? 15%. Did, did the check go up, or the tips go up, or anything? The, the check didn't go up, necessarily, but actually, the tips actually because it made it easier for the consumer 
consumer to actually enter 20, 15, 18% done complete. And so the, the best part of it is yeah. your experience last night. Yeah. No longer had to wait. They could get it, pay, and then actually get out of the restaurant. And then so what their experience was actually. Great. And then unfortunately, are we going to be saying like, wow, that Genico uh, is so awesome? No, we're probably not saying no, that. No. What are we saying though? That retailer is awesome. You've got to go back because that is the pet peeve. So it's funny because here at NRF, all we're hearing about is these people are like, oh, what we really want is to go to a convenience store and not have to buy anything, not have to use credit cards, or oh, we can use uh, our smartphones to pay for apparel. But you know what? It's just easy we put all out a, a credit card as a smartphone. But the pain point for me that like is huge is people with money who are going out to eat are the lifeblood of most cities and most retailers, you know, malls and everything are looking at how do we get more restaurants in because yep. that's where the money is. People go out, they spend, then the ancillary business around it. But yet, but yet, and I don't know, why isn't every restaurant group talking to you? Because do you just not realize it? Like that is the number one pain point. And then now if I amplify it, so there you are with your wife and three kids, uh, and now you're waiting around at the table. Yeah, that doesn't create the best uh, family experience by any means, especially especially when the kids are crying. That's right. The wife is a little perturbed. Right. They just want to get out. They and so whose home. fault are they looking at? It's dad's fault. What? Where's the waiter? Why isn't the waiter back here? And then the waiter is so short-shifted or any number of things. Meanwhile, if you cut off nine, nine minutes is a long time. But those tables can turn. Now you've actually, that's how you get your 15%. More importantly, no one loses in this. Customer, which is what you're all based on, is customer focused. They win. User experience is great. It gets us back to that day of swiping a card and I'm out. I may have to log into an app once. I'm out. We are we are all about convenience. That's right. The waiter is happy to get their checks. And they don't have people grumpy, right? That's Because right. the last experience, well, like, damn it, where's my check? Hopefully they'll come back to that waiter. Hopefully they'll come back because that person took the time because I get it. Let's say you come out with this app and half of your crew says, ah, we don't have to do that. But you get those smart ones who do, suddenly they're going to have a passionate following. In fact, small tip for restaurants, one of my buddies was the number one guy who got the highest sales at the restaurant over and over again. And people were saying, how do you do it? And he said, I haven't ordered dessert before I ever show them the, the rest of the menu. It's like, dude, brilliant. Because <laughs> what does everybody do? So what happens is they order dessert, right? And then they, at the end of the meal, oh, we're too full for dessert. Oh, that's okay. I can make it to go. Great. But it's about creating a better experience for the customer because ultimately they wanted to treat themselves with dessert. And ultimately the same thing with us. We go out to dinner. We want to have a great experience. But where do we fall short is waiting for the damn check. So I don't know why every restaurant isn't beating a path to these guys and Genico. I'm sure Mark and his team would love to hear from you. How did they find out more about your product? So they can go to Ingenico. Louder to them. They can go to ingenico.us and we're happy to talk with anyone and, and help you get to uh, pay the table solution. There you go. Because uh, they're, they're big, as I said before, with all kinds of retailers. But to me, the, the one that no one is talking about here at NRF is the number one pain point for people who are successful. That's what I go back to. These are people who are voting with their feet and their wallets to go to a brick and mortar restaurant. I get it. You know, so many, I'm on another rant here, but so many restaurants don't get it because now they're like, oh, we order Grub, uh, Grubhub or we order uh, whatever to go. The problem is you have a beautiful restaurant. You just spent half a million, a million bucks on and you're like, oh, well, everybody just wants to buy online. Why do they want to buy? Why do they want it to go? Because they don't want to pay and wait and wait for a damn waiter. 
I just had to get that out. So if I didn't already say that, remember, also in training, that just because you come up with this app doesn't mean everyone's going to use it. So you have to explain it to your crew in a way that, hey, this is going to make you more money. That's all that matters, and the customer's going to like you better. And as you said, they're going to come back for you instead of just saying, oh, well, I've already been there, because they're going to love the idea I can get out when I'm ready to go. That's right. So anything else to add, Mark? No, I think you covered it all, Bob. It's like you, 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 you are dude, I am now. Dude, I am totally <laughs> sold on this. So again, there's an awful lot of bells and whistles out there saying, how do we keep less involvement with customers? Like, no, just do a better job of creating exceptional experience. And it all comes at that last moment. It's my last impression of you. So my last impression, this guy is great. All right, thanks so much. Thank I appreciate it, Bob. So it's Bob Phipps down here at NRF. I'm at the Innovation Lounge, Lab, sorry, which is very exciting. I was on a press tour yesterday, and I was so impressed with this guy, Joel, and I Am Robots, that I said, dude, you have to explain it to me again. So what are we looking at? Well, first off, hi. Hello. Welcome uh, back. Smile for the team. So glad you're thank, here. Thank you for the nice compliment. I appreciate of it. Of course. Absolutely. I actually think the robot's more the attraction, but I'll is? go with it. Yeah. All right. right. So, so what are we looking at over here? So you're looking at our swim closer so we can all hear you. Absolutely. You're looking at our Swift product, uh, which is an autonomous uh, robot that both transports and picks items in warehouses and retail environments. So before we go too far, one of the things I appreciate about you, yeah, we're enough of that. So when they can find out more, um, we'll find out about it in a second. But what I appreciate about what you said yesterday, first off, this is for a warehouse. So we've got that. But you're going to be working on one that actually works on the, on the sales floor, right? Well, this is why we're at NRF this week, is, is to start having conversations with the uh, retail industry. Um, we're, we're listening more than we're talking uh, this week. So we do have a robot that primarily is distributed into warehouses, but we're doing e-commerce fulfillment. And, what, and so here's the thing that I, that I was so impressed with what you said about the need for one of these in a store. Do you remember what it was? So, I mean, no, you, maybe you, might have to hit it. you might have to remind me. You hit me. it out of the park. So you're telling me, why do we need this? Because you physically can't pick enough orders for online well, based on demand. I mean, the, t- the trend is as Americans in the U.S. alone spend 40 billion hours a year uh, shopping. As they stay home and order that through the Internet, somebody has to do that work for but them. See, that's the key. Yeah. That is not, that the idea is when if, if you're going to stop picking it up yourself, i got to hire something else or someone else to do that. And by the way, that's happening at a time when there's less labor available, period, and less people interested in doing that type of work. I, and I was going to say, and how many people want this job? Well, no, that's right. The numbers are declining. I mean, so it is becoming a crisis in the industry. Because even if someone does want that job, A, it's going to be hard to find them. But B, um, they're not going to want to stay there. So turnover for that job is higher and higher. And so we're going to have to find some solution now. Somebody asked about pricing yesterday. And they said, how much does this cost? Which always makes me laugh because everything's unique. But what did you say? How much does this cost? It, it, really, depends on, it really depends on the application. But right now we're working for dollars per hour. So under $5 per hour, this will go to work doing the picking job that a lot of people just don't want to do today. But see, that's the key because I think it's always interesting when, when we see technology, it's easy to say, oh, you're trying to get rid of people. And the reality is they're acknowledging, hold on, who is doing this job? And, and exponentially it's growing by the day. So the way the company was founded was is we were drawn into the marketplace by a customer that had turnover rates of 60%. And they're having trouble filling the jobs. So we're not killing jobs, we're filling the jobs that are going unanswered. That's right. So if, if you want to make more jobs, make them like this. Silent, work continuously, and for work for, I don't know, a third of as much as, it, as a human being would. So and, what, a, and a big theme here.
here at the show has been is, is that they're freeing up workers um, to provide a better customer experience. So we're actually taking human skill sets and helping them with customers in the store and doing more um, important jobs and more valuable jobs for organizations. And to your point, so a lot of big cities have got to pay a lot more per hour. So if I'm paying 15 bucks an hour in two years, like Seattle and some other major companies, that's a lot to expect. Is that really a good use of that time, picking an order and filling a shelf? Probably not. And yet a lot of people are saying, oh, well, our employees can do both. No, they can't. Either you're going to sell and listen to the customer, or you're going to pick and deliver the, the, the goods. And if you separate those two out, to your point, I can do a better job for the customer-facing side, and on the implementation side, uh, I can do a better job with that as well. Yeah. How do I find out more about this, Joel? I am robotics.com, please. No. no. You, your robotics? No, I am. So you can go to our website, which is iamrobotics.com, and be happy to uh, talk to anybody who's interested in learning more. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been a good man to be on camera today, Joel. Bob, really Again, appreciate it. Innovation Lab, one of the standouts. Why? Because this guy gets why they robots. It's not just a matter of saying, look what we did. It's like it has a use because it's a big need for the consumer and for the retailer. So live from the Innovation Lab, Bob Phillips, Retail Doc, out. Adon is really cool because he has this technology that is actually able to bubble up uh, trends from both the inline and online world and then bring them to the retailer. And why that's important because if you don't know what you're selling, you're probably missing opportunities. And if you do, and if stuff is selling well, you want to be on top of it. And so, how do you remerchandise it? How do you go through and get your employees excited about it? Well, he's come up with a way. So, explain Tori to us. And by the way, if I forget, there's Edon's. Yeah. Badge, badge, there we go. Make sure we all see that. All right, good. So I hope you're joining me. Give me some thumbs up if you guys are watching this live or if you're watching on re replay, I think you'll find something out of it. So tell us, how does this work for? So, so Tori, it's an AI-based special assistant for store managers, for category managers. And what Tori is making sure that the store is connected and relevant to real-time data, if it's offline data, online data, what same stores around you are selling, what's going on online, etc. what the sales associates are selling. And so show us how this works. All, all you need to do is by receiving the weekly test by Story that helps you to improve next week. For example, increase basket size inside your so store. It's going to be really hard for you to see it. There, you can sort of see it. Just right. make sure those, it those items are one next to each other. You can press it and say, okay, I put it in a new location so the regional manager will make sure that everything is happening. Also, make so sure that the knows so about it. So it's showing yeah. that you better have this in the store because it's selling well. That's the first exactly. thing. District manager better know, like, this product damn well better be in our store. That's first. Exactly. What else? Exactly. Also, please make sure that the sales associate knows that we just posted this one on Instagram. You know, if the customers are browsing online, they want to see it in store as well. So you need to make it visible to your customers and make sure the sales associate knows about it. You want to have a knowledgeable sales associate. That's the point. What about merchandising? I love your, your feature on merchandising. So, so these we, two items are doing really well. So before I forget, so this is a, work, a weekly idea that it would take these trends and show up only 12 to 16 items because it'll be too much otherwise. Right. But when we go through and see these, so what happens when I see these two pictures by it? So when you see two items that are working very well together because maybe other stores are selling them together or maybe the sales associate, the best one, is selling them together, you need to make sure that it's one next to each other in the store to make it... Vi Makes you know, total sense. Exactly. And also know that the sales associate should know about it, that the majority of the people who bought this one also bought that one. And then so what do they do in the store? They go through Just and they re-merchandise it, put them together. Taking and then a picture. 
you can make sure with taking a picture of the items are not here now and just making sure they're one next to each other so when you sit in the back you know that everything is performed well. Perfect. So the, why do I think this is such a, a, a game changer? Because you know what, my whole point is we got to find a way to do better at brick and mortar retail and all that is information. I'm not telling you that we need a beacon or something else but knowledge is power because too many retailers, all that knowledge sits up in the ivory castle, right? Yeah. And somebody's reading a report or a spreadsheet and is the district manager reading that? No, he doesn't want to see all that stuff. What can I do to impact sales because most of these guys are paid on bonus or commission and that's what this is going to be able to do. Imagine if I knew what's selling online and I could go like, wow, that's really great insights. Could that affect your sales? What were you telling me that um, in one of your test stores that 30% of the sales, four out of those 10 SKUs right. were responsible for 30% of, of sales for this retailer? Just four items out of 100. So if just knowing those that. four items, just deal with them, make sure to increase your sales. Try smiling because they want to see you smile, my friend. You're a personable <laughs> young guy. And then also they're doing a pilot with Avery Dennison where they can take the tags and follow around the store. So for example, if something doesn't sell really well, we can see, holy crap, it's gone into the fitting room five or 10 times and it's only sold one. So there's either something wrong with the product or we don't know how to sell it or there's something else. But that insight right. is being gained in real time bringing, in a brick and mortar store. Bringing wisdom above the data. You know, you have so many data sources, let's make intelligence out of it. And what's your name again? Idan. And how do I find out more about your company? So you can find mystory.com. It's mystore-e.com. Hold this up again. Oh, it's backwards, except. Yeah, it's backwards. See, that's the problem. So, uh, spell out your website for them. How do they find your website? So, it's M-Y-S-T-O-R-E-E.com. That's great. And so, again, I get it. I'm at an NRF show, which is basically technology. But technology that serves the brick-and-mortar store is out there. And ultimately, it makes your personal store a much better beacon for the brand. And with information like that, holy crap, you might actually not just be able to do okay this year. You might have to increase your sales. That's what it's all about. I'm Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doc, here at Live at NRF 2019. See ya. See you. Bye-bye. That brings us to the close of another episode of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm Bob Fibbs, your host, known as the Retail Doctor, based in the United States. Tune in next week when we have another set of movers, shakers, influencers, vendors, and brick-and-mortar retailers, all there to make you a smarter retailer.